we're actually gonna be tra transmitting the value. So if you type in the letter A into one of these, we wanna be able to transmit that text over to everybody else so that the text is kept in sync. And then the next thing is we'll, we'll be doing locking on the rights. So we'll be basically setting it up so that if someone types, whoever does that first will lock it temporarily in order for nobody to also try to update that same cell and things getting out of sync. So whoever types there first will have the lock and they will be able to be the one who can write in that cell. And when they're done, it will unlock the cell and let someone else type in there. But in order to prevent conflicts and not having to deal with the resolution of that, like git commit uh, merges, when those fail, um, that can be very painful. And so it's the same situation here, but we're just simply not going to allow it. So that's like being able to, um, if you were writing in git, if you could never write a commit that would be out of date with someone else's code. That's kind of what the locks will be doing and we'll just be implementing those um, in here. So we're gonna be creating a new model for each spreadsheet cell and we'll just store the value in the uh, spreadsheet cell record as well as the location. So we won't actually store the entire spreadsheet. We're only gonna be storing individual cells and the display of it will come down to the JavaScript. And so if you have giant one with, you know, a hundred columns or a thousand rows or something like that, then this is only gonna save the data where you've actually typed in. It won't store a thousand times a hundred records and have empty values in all of those. This will only store the ones that actually have data in them, which is really good for efficiency because there's no reason for you to create all those records if they're just empty anyways. So let's go create this file at models spreadsheet cell.rp, I believe. Yep. So we'll save that. And we will create a new channel called app channels spreadsheet cells channel. So edit app channels spreadsheet cells channel dot rb and I changed the name of that a little bit so it's spreadsheet is one word um, no problem we'll just do that and this is going to monitor the spreadsheet cells table it's going to load up everything that we've got um, when you initialize it so that's going to make sure that you always have when you start you always get all of the data in the spreadsheet and then we have the set cell value, which is going to create, um, and it has, cool, this is neat, it has an upsert method, which is to update or insert, insert or update um, the record. So basically, if it exists, we wanna update the record, and if it doesn't exist, we wanna insert the record. And so upsert basically handles both situations for us, um, and is a nice little method. And it's like the, it's like doing an active record aware and then saying first or create. Um, and then, you know, or first or initialize and then calling save on that. And that's effectively what this is doing. So it's looking it up or it's initializing a new one and then it's making the changes and then it's always saving it, whether or not it's a new record or an old one. So this is all we need from the channel side on the server. And then we're also gonna be creating our JavaScript version of this, which will go into app assets. Uh, 
JavaScripts, channels, spreadsheets, spreadsheet cells dot coffee. So pass, paste that in there. And this is really just gonna say anytime we get spreadsheet cell data over, we want to update that cells value with the new value. And um, we have the set cell value so that when you type into the spreadsheet, we will take the callback from hands-on table, we will grab the value, and then we will send it over to the server, which will then go save it to the database and then broadcast it back to everybody. And then they will receive it here, which will go update their hands-on table. And so we get this whole full cycle so that everybody stays in sync. So um, that is our client side stuff for that piece. And then we need to also update the spreadsheet file again. And I'm gonna go into the Action Cable demo. Um, we're going to take a look at the commit log here and see um, what we've got. So we did implementing communicating cell uh, selection. So we need to do the cell values now. So let's make sure that we have the matching code for all of this. So this, this time, sets selected cells uh, on the at perform here in active users. So let's change that. It looks like that's one of the cases where uh, this his, the tutorial wasn't totally up to date at that point in time, so they made that change. So that changed a little bit. We have our spreadsheet.coffee line um, spreadsheets dot coffee lines uh, 58 don't quite match up here so let's make sure that we grab this file in its entirety oh yeah because there's comments at the top so let's grab this file all in its entirety I did not copy those before but this will be helpful just so that we can match up line numbers so let's go back to the diff and take a look at what we've got so this after change is new. So when one of the cells data changes, we're going to get the changes in the source. And if the source was not remote and there are changes, we're going through each of those changes and um, setting that server side. So we're gonna go send it to the server. Our spreadsheet is already up to date and active, so we don't have to do anything except for sending it to the server in order to get saved permanently in rethink and then uh, broadcast out to everybody else. So this is as simple as that is. I don't actually know what sources not remote is. Um, I'm guessing that that is uh, to help us keep track of which ones were done by other people and not ourselves. So this is making sure that it's only our changes that we made, um, but that's just a guess. It sounds right, but we'll see. Um, and then that will just go call our uh, spreadsheet cells channel, which we did right here, which will send the location and the value over to the server for set cell, cell value. And it will go loop through each of those changes and make sure that it has all of those. So this is instead of the location, um, well, the location is just a hash with an R and a C, which is row and column, and it will send over those two values, and then the actual content, the value itself, and uh, that's that. 
So that's pretty simple. And it looks like we also have an update cell method now. And that method is down here. And so when we receive one of those new cells, we grab the location, we grab the value, and then we tell that the JavaScript hands on table to set the data at that cell. And we set the source as remote. So uh, as I speculated, this is data coming in from uh, outside, but that's the trick. So if you type into a cell, you are changing the data and it knows and it says, let's call the after change callback. And that's good. But when data comes in from the server and WebSockets update that cell, that's also technically a change, but you didn't do it, someone else did it. And so we don't actually wanna send that back over to the server because you get this infinite loop. And that would be awful because you would be sending the data over constantly and it would never stop. And uh, that would not be good. And so we're checking that source in order to keep track of who did it so we know when to broadcast and when not to. So we only want to broadcast when we made the change and not when the change came from the remote. So that is why you were doing the remote there in order to save that. So here's where our change comes back in the active users channel. We made that change for, oops, uh, so I've been up nerd tree again, active users channel.rb. Um, all of this stuff is going back to the user.update. So it calls selected cells now because our, our JavaScript got updated to set selected cells. And um, we now have a new spreadsheets cell channel. And spreadsheets cell channel. Um, set cell channel or cell value is totally different here than it was there. So let's grab this version, because that looks that looks a lot better um, than what we've got. So that's probably more correct than what we have. So when you set the cell value, we are doing a look, oh, it's doing the same thing. So it's basically saying, let's do the upsert uh, that we had before. We're just gonna go look up the location and the this example here is just doing the stuff manually and this is probably getting refactored to the upsert later in a commit is my guess because um, this is just saying, well, if we find one, if we look up the first record and there is one, then we'll update it and if there's not, then we'll just go create one. So my guess is that upsert is actually what they permanently use and we can find out by taking a look at their um, next commit here. So there's a refactor and let's look for upsert here. There we go, so there's the upsert. Um, we'll leave it as the upsert and we won't use that one. But let's hop back into the tutorial and take a look uh, at what we've got. So all of this, well, let's take a look at the actual code here. So I refreshed this page um, and now we have some things have gotten a little bit out of sync with users again. So I think it's that um, it's that the disconnect or unsubscribe isn't firing appropriately for 
the action cable channels. So we're getting these like users that are sort of duplicates that um, didn't stick around. So that's one of those issues that we may have to figure out, you know, is that, where's that a bug at and how do we handle that? Do they just drop off? Like if a user disconnected, um, will eventually action cable pick up that that WebSocket connection is dead and then call them unsubscribe? It appears to be a bug somewhere in there that we may or may not be able to fix uh, with what we're doing, but we'll have to find out. So, um, this looks to be like it's working reasonably well. We can type into these cells and we should be able to see that, that once we hit enter, we should see that that data comes across and it did not, but let's see what happens when I type in here and we were looking at the WebSocket connection. So let's do this. Let's <clears throat> open this up. We're now connected to the two channels. Let's type into this box. Let's see that the uh, spreadsheet cell channel sets the value and the value is A. So that uh, worked correctly. And let's see what this one sees. And let's set it to B and see if this updates. So it did not update. <coughs> it did not update across the pages, so that's unfortunate. So we still have some bug in here that's not working appropriately. So bug came from uh, me changing the capital S on spreadsheet uh, sales channel and the names of course did not match up which meant that the client was not properly connecting to the server side aspect of everything which should, if we refresh our pages now, um, we should be able to get this to work in theory. So it didn't quite work, um, but that certainly was one of those things because um, I do, or I did make that spreadsheet cells channel, um, and this text should match exactly with this one. So you need to make sure that those are um, kept uh, accordingly and this shouldn't matter as much it's just a variable that you set on the client side that you can access that stuff with so you don't need to change this in order to keep it in sync with that it's the text here that needs to to stay there so um what we see is that now we do confirm the subscription which is good but we actually didn't receive any of the initial data which should be saved in the database. So we should see this character here, um, but we're not seeing that. So the spreadsheet cells themselves may not be saving correctly or something in the database. Um, so we should be able to try to figure out what the spreadsheet cell.all um, is doing. So what I'm gonna try and do is open up Rails console here and see if we have any records in our database and we do not. So that's interesting. So we should have some spreadsheet cells because they were um, supposedly inserting those records into the database um, and maybe they have not been. So it looks like when, let's go ahead and type into a cell and let's say B should be there. Let's make sure that uh, something gets sent over. So we send over data on the spreadsheet uh, cells channel, the value B and the row and column of one one. So 
you go 0, 1, 0, 1, uh, and the value of B. And that was sent over to the spreadsheet sales channel. The green ones are messages that you send, I believe. Um, and so this other tab should have received that. Um, we won't be able to look that up, so we'll open up the action cable stuff here. When it initializes, it should receive the spreadsheet cells values. So it initially gets the current user value, confirms the subscriptions, and then gets the active users channel initial values, but we're not getting any initial values from the uh, client. So that's interesting. And that seems to point to me that we're not getting any rights to the database when the spreadsheet cells are sent over. So that's pretty interesting that that is not working. Um, so we now have kind of uh, narrowed this down and here we go. Um, could not execute command from command message identifier spreadsheet cells channel data runtime error could not find a uniqueness validator for the following keys location and value. So there's something here that in upsert potentially um, that we're running into and it looks to me like this is what is failing and it's not saving this to the database. So that appears to be our issue and let's just go and do the, um, the opposite of the upsert and let's just save it as um, the manual version of this. So let's flip this around to their example. And this is in the spreadsheet channel. So we'll replace that, not do the upsert. We'll do it the manual way for now and see what happens. So if I type the letter A here, um, we should see no errors down here. Could not execute command again though. So I believe that that is unable to auto load constant spreadsheet cells channel expected spreadsheet cells channel. Um, and that would be because I did the lowercase thing there. So that will fix that. And we can check our logs for any more errors. This time we get the um, yellow, which means it was a create and the green looks to have uh, done our query on it. So that does seem to have worked now. And if we type D3 into this one, we can go into the other one and we see that those characters are now showing up. So what we ran into was some weird thing with the upsert and validations, but I'm not entirely sure because we didn't write any validations, but this manual way instead of using upsert is working. So what we'll do is we'll take a look at their code that they refactored into the upsert stuff and see if uh, see if what we get then does any uh, works at all. So as you can see, the more that I keep doing this, the more random um, disconnects that failed to remove the user. So this isn't quite the best situation that you can have. You don't want all these failed users to, to still exist in the database. Um, but that's kind of just the issue with what we've got right now. 